and yeah, and um, regarding Brooks, I think the Brooks Trail team is also making big moves over here in Europe uh, because there were a few announcements by athletes over this past week, um, both in France and in Italy, and I think the project is also involving Spain. Welcome to or welcome back to Running Long, the podcast brought to you by Vert Run. I'm Francesco, your host, and today's episode is going to be a little bit of an experiment. Um, I'm quite excited because today's episode is going to be a monologue, unlike uh, all the episodes that we've done so far, which were held in the form of an interview. And I've decided to do so because I'm going to do an end-of-the-month trail running review for January 2022. And uh, it's a project that I've been wanting to start. Um, so for every month of 2022, during the final episode of the month, I'm going to talk about what happened in the trail running world within that month. So races, athletes, circuits, series projects, sponsorships, news, just everything that I think is worth mentioning, it's worth sharing, that has caught my attention and that has inspired me. And I hope to bring my small contribution to, to expand this sport, to follow the best character of our sport, the best races, the best projects, because I feel sometimes we are not able to advertise ourselves enough Um, unfortunately, there are not so many media that follow our sport. So with this project, um, I hope that people get passionate and uh, inspired by athletes in first place uh, and all the amazing things that I do. So um, I'm going to start this January 2022 trail running review of the month with a few announcements that were made um, at the beginning of the year regarding uh, the main circuits, uh, international circuits, that uh, are going to be organized this year. So, first of all, the Golden Tour Series, which is the circuit that I followed last year, um, that I think it's super exciting because it's grown a lot over the past few seasons. Uh, the Golden Tour Series, as announced, is its 2022 calendar, which is going to be um, made up by six races, which are Zegama Gama in Spain on May 29th, Marathon du Mont Blanc in Chamonix, France, on June 26th, Stranda Fjord Trail Race in Norway in August the 6th, the classic Sierzinal in Switzerland on August 13th. Then we have two US stages. Uh, one is in Flagstaff, well, is in Flagstaff for Flagstaff Sky Peaks in September 25th. And the other one is uh, Pikes Peak Ascent in Manitou Springs, Colorado on September 17th. Uh, this year final is going to be a stage race. So a five day uh, experience at Madeira Ocean Trails in Portugal, in the island of Madeira, from, from October 26th to October 30th. So I think it's a, it's a really exciting series. Uh, we see that we have three big established races, like Tsegama, Marathon du Mont Blanc, and Sierzinal, which were uh, already in the original series that as It's pretty much been the same since it started back in 2018, apart from the last couple of years, I must say, because, uh, of course, of the pandemic. There is Pikes Peak Ascent, which replaced the Pikes Peak Marathon. And we have two interesting additions. One is the Strand of Your Trail Race in Norway, and the other one is Flagstaff Sky Peaks. 
And we actually see that uh, Strandafjord is just one week from Sirzinal, and Flagstaff Skypeaks is one week from Pikes Peak Ascent. This has been decided on purpose by the Golden Tour Series race organizers uh, in order to limit the travel impact of, uh, of the athletes because, of course, for athletes coming from the United States, they're going to they're going to do just one international flight to come to Europe for Strandafjord and Sirzinal. And the same happens for European athletes. So for European athletes who want to take part to either Flagstaff or Pikes Peak or both, because it's definitely possible to do both, even if they're just one week apart, because uh, Pikes Peak Ascent is a 21-kilometer uphill race, and Flagstaff Sky Peaks um, is uh, going to be a 26-kilometer race with uh, not a, a lot of elevation, so it's going to be a pretty fast race. I'm going to put all the details about this in the show notes. Um, so this allows the European athletes to do just one international flight over to the U.S., and this is going to limit emissions. And I think it's a, it's a really good thing uh, that this, uh, you know, uh, the environmental impact of the series was addressed by, by the race organizers. It's great that, uh, you know, in compliance with the... Uh, for example, what the Achillean Journal Foundation has been sharing, the Outdoor Friendly Pledge um, that can be taken by athletes, race organizer, or just any runner that uh, likes trail running. Um, one of the point is, okay, we want to limit our emissions as athletes. So one good way to do so is to limit our international travels. Uh, and this is, I feel it's a, it, it's a good way to do it. It's a start. I'm not saying it's perfect, but at least the organizer have thought about it, which is cool. Um, the final is going to be a five-day stage race with different distances, distances, different events. Uh, I know there, there is going to be a time trial. There's going to be a VK, a fast race, a more technical stage. So there is stuff for everyone. I'm not going to go through the rules, um, which, by the way, um, are very clear on the website. Um, but top 30 athletes of the Golinter War Series will be invited for the grand final in Madeira. So, uh, once again, there is very good support um, because actually um, the Golinter Series race organizer have a program that supports the travels and the accommodation of elite athletes. So I encourage everyone that is listening to this uh, podcast to, to check out the website and see the opportunities that there are because like even athletes that don't have a, a big sponsor or travel money or a travel budget uh, can get the opportunity to travel um, maybe not for free, but you know, uh, they can cover part of the expenses with this uh, this budget, which is great. Another uh, news regarding the Golden Trail Series is the launch of the Golden Trail National Series, which are, um, let's say, the sisters of the Golden Trail War Series. And uh, there are actually a bunch of projects, uh, one per each country, or per each, um, let's say, area. So there is going to be Golden International Series for France, for USA and Canada, for Italy, for Spain and Portugal, for United Kingdom, for Mexico, for Slovenia and Croatia, for Germany, Austria and Switzerland, for Czech Republic, Slovakia and Poland. So there is going to be Golden Trail Series Japan and Golden Trail Series Nordic which comprise Norway, Finland, Sweden, and Denmark. So in all these countries, uh, athletes can get the opportunity to qualify for the grand final in Madeira. I think it's either top two or top three athletes of each national series. 
and uh, get to compete with uh, the international athletes in the same race, which is really cool. And uh, again, I suggest go to goldentrailshooters.com, check out the rules, their, uh, their project, and uh, everything related to it. Again, uh, staying in the Golden Trail Series circuit, um, I think it's worth mentioning that at the end of December, so it's not strictly uh, related to this month, the Golden Trail Series launched its uh, first web series. Um, it's called Chasing Dreams and is made up by seven episodes. Uh, which you can find on the YouTube channel of the Golden Trail World Series or on the website under Golden Trail Series TV. I really suggest you check out these episodes, uh, which go you know a little bit behind the scenes uh, of the races. Um, the world trail running is very competitive. It's about races, but there is so much more. So the whole idea of this project was to get to know a little better the athletes and their stories. And um, the, you know, the, um, the project follows um, some of the athletes, for example, Iris Pusey, Anna Kufer, uh, Bailey Kowalczy, Bart Przewieski, Stian Angermud, Fred Tranchan, Judith Wieder, uh, Rachel Drake, there is a really cool his story about um, Davide Manini and Nadir Magheem. I just, I, I won't anticipate too much. Um, just go check it out. It's really, really cool. And I think it just brings um, more attention towards our the characters that are in chair running. Um, and it's great to, you know, that uh, the public can be a little bit closer to to the athletes, to the to the international stars that uh, are really the 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 main characters of our sport. I feel this is uh, is very important. Um, it's not the first um, project of this type. For example, there is a long shorts. Uh, there is a really cool documentary about François Duane and Courtney Do Walter uh, on the Salomon channels. But I think uh, it's, uh, it's really, really cool to, that uh, they made this series. And I think there are plans to continue in 2022. So I think that's all about the Golden Trail War series. Uh, let's move to the UTMB War series. Um, the first UTMB um, World Series race has, took, has taken place and uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about it uh, later in the results. I think it's worth mentioning that the second race which was going to be in uh, New Zealand at Tarawera has just been cancelled unfortunately due, due to the, the pandemic of course. Uh, I just read uh, an Instagram post by the organizer saying that uh, the event this year will not be held um, I remember in 2021, the, the race was won by Ruth Croft, who managed to, to come first overall, so she even beat the man, and it was a like, super impressive result from, uh, from my perspective. To, and uh, like Terraware is like the event that uh, opens the year, it's the first very big international race with, where like really... Uh, a lot of good runners are, have taken place, so it definitely got my attention last year. And unfortunately, Tarawera will not happen in 2022. Um, another good announcement for the sport, the Cirque Series, which is a mountain running race series in the United States, is made up by six uh, mountain race short race, uh, like a little bit skyrunning, sky running, mountain running style, uh, usually up and down in the Rocky Mountains, and uh, there is one stage in Alaska. Uh, they made a really good announcement, announcement for elite athletes because um, the organizer announced that they're going to increase the prize money uh, 
for the top three athletes and the first place is going to earn two thousand dollars in cash for for the win in each stage in each stage there is also the price money for the overall season standing man and woman of course it's uh, it's the same and um, again I will put this in, in the show notes I feel it's a really good way to support the, the sport at an elite level and uh, of course it's worth mentioning that uh, Cirque Series is not all about uh, elite runners there are actually three categories um, pro expert and sport so expert is the category for people with mountain running experience and uh, who are like are used to running and racing um, you can be in the expert category there are also prizes for this uh, this category in gear and there is the entry level which is called sport and uh, for people who don't have a ton of mountain experience and maybe wouldn't call themselves strong runners but want to test themselves and uh, it's an opportunity for them to to run side to side with the uh, uh, the pro the, the the strongest runners of the series uh, last year in many of these the races uh, there was a really good level with runners like uh, Joe Gray and Grayson Murphy for example so I think the series was uh, super exciting and I think it's going to grow even more this year, so I'm looking forward to see what happens. Final chapter regarding the series of races at a global level. The WMRA World Cup uh, is the circuit organized by the Wortman Running Association. So a lot of people may not be very familiar with this series, but I think um, it's really worth mentioning it. Uh, it's a great project that is like definitely not advertised enough. Part of it is because the World Mountain Running Association has very little funding and uh, it has been historically not very good in uh, promoting itself. But uh, the project is, is important. Um, I think it, uh, it addresses the classic mountain running type of races which are like the shorter uh, sub-marathon um, races like up to 42 kilometers or 26 miles. Uh, a lot of them are uphill only races because uh, you know a lot of them are part of the tradition of mountain running which is usually like the, the two formats are up and down or only up. So a lot of uh, the stages of the 2022 Mars Running World Cup uh, are going to be uphill races. So there are 12 gold label races across six countries and nine locations, um, which means that a few races will have two events within one stage. Um, you can check out the calendar on the website, which again, I will put it in the show notes. But uh, let's go through the stages. There are some uh, new additions and some big established races. Uh, so the races, the series will start on June 19th with Montemuro Vertical Run in Portugal. Then it will continue in Austria with Glossgrockner Berglauf. Uh, it's a classic, it's a great race uh, in Heilingeblut, Austria, on the Pasterze Glacier in the Tatra Mountain. In the sorry, yeah, uh, Tatra Mountain National Park. Then July 16, La Montée du Nidegle in France, Saint Gervais. Uh, like really, really nice race uh, on the slopes of Mont Blanc. I did it last year. I was super impressed by the organization and the ambience. I really suggest you go uh, around this 19 kilometer only up uh, race. Then July 30 and July 1st, and uh, sorry, August 1st, Girdimont in Italy uh, with a vertical kilometer and the classic 31 kilometer race, which was the World Mountain Running Championship in 2017. In, on August 13th, Cerzina, so uh, this stage will cross paths with the Golden Trail War Series at this. Uh, 
is Cercinale is probably the most important Monterey's sub ultra race in the world. Uh, it's a great event. It's it's huge. It's super competitive. Uh, it's one of the very very few races that Killian has literally done every year. So let's see if uh, he's going to come back this year for I don't remember how many wins he has, and of course he has the course record with Matisse Maud. Uh, September 3rd and 4th for Vertical Nasigo and Trofeo Nasigo in Italy. September 9th and September 11th for Camfranc, Camfranc Vertical and Camfranc, Camfranc in Spain. So uh, short VK and uh, long race. October 2nd there is going to be Zumaya Flish Trail in, also in Spain. And October 10th is going to be the final of the uh, WMRA World Cup with the VK at Chiavenna Lagunge in Italy, uh, which is uh, a classic. It's uh, another really, really popular race in Italy to close this uh, circuit. I think, uh, well, we can, you can go over the rules, but in order to place, you have to do six races out of 12, which uh, is a good number. It's actually a lot of races. Um, I think it's probably a bit too much for what the circuit should be. Um, but uh, you, of course, you don't have to do all the races. Uh, you can take the chance of the events that are um, that have, for example, two two races in one two races in one stage and. Um, yeah, it's an opportunity to, to, to get to know mountain running. And they're really good competitors. They're, they're athletes. They're, um, yeah, they're characters. Um, also, another thing that might be of your interest, the World Mountain Running Association has launched last year its ranking, which uh, uh, is focused on mountain running races, so short race up to the marathon distance again i will put the link in the show notes but i think for all the runners it's a good opportunity to look at the calendar with the best events all over the world and uh, look at the results so because there is a complete database of results from 2019 up to 2022 which is always up to date each athlete that has taken part to one of the over 100 races of this uh, database has a profile and you can actually update the profile with uh, your social media links and profile pictures and you can find all your results, points and every, everything uh, in under one tab. And uh, I think it's a, it's a cool project both for recreational runners and for elite runners who can, for example, show their their sponsor that they are ranked um, very well in this uh, in this ranking, so they can actually show that um, uh, they have a, a good level. So they're you know they're worth um, support. Um, also, of course, um, I mean the project is a little bit complicated to to explain. Uh, right now, but um, there are different categories uh, of races, um, for example, World Championship, um, Mountain Running World Cup races, Associated Races, Area Championship, National Championship, really a lot of things. So you can find all the informations about the races, the website links, the social media links, uh, results, contacts with races organizers. Uh, it's really cool, and I feel, again, this is a project that is not ad advertised enough, and uh, I want to take the chance of this podcast to to let people know that there is this opportunity, there is this project that is cool, that is working well, so why not check it out? All right, let's move on. We talked about uh, race series. Uh, now I want to talk a little bit about races, because... There, I mean, the trail running uh, scene is not may not as be as uh, exciting as it, as in the summer, but there were some races that are worth um, mentioning. For example, the Pilancones Trail in Spain. Uh, it was held in 
January 15th. So Eleanor Davies from United, United Kingdom won the 34-kilometer race in 2 hours 33 with over 9 minutes out of advantage of over Dominique van Mechegel from Belgium. Third was Jasmina Castro from Spain. In the men's race, Pere Aurel from Spain won a close race in 3 hours 009 seconds, edging off Alejandro Major and Jordi Amito, both from Spain. The 25km race among the men was won by Esteban Garcia, who won with uh, 2 minutes over Santiago Castellano, and third was Manuel Alejandro Pardon. In the women's race, there was a really close finish with Penelope Romero, who took the victory with less than 30 seconds on second place by Maria Tatiana Mujica after three hours of race. I think in the 25-kilometer race, there was um, my friend um, uh, Sara Alonso from Spain, a really good, uh, strong uh, Spanish runner who was disqualified because she didn't have the mandatory material. <laughs> she texted me after the race that uh, she was disqualified. She was quite disappointing, disappointed. Um, so I don't know actually what, what exactly happened, but, um, uh, a cool, like a, a curiosity about this race, which, uh, over the years has, um, has seen a lot of, uh, good athletes. Um, for example, Pocapel has won this race before. Um, so it's definitely an event to look at. Then the Kepler challenge on the same weekend, January 15th. Uh, the Kepler Challenge is one of New Zealand's biggest races, and uh, it's one 60-kilometer race in the Fjordland National Park, and another shorter race, which is called uh, the Luxmoor Grunt, and it's 27 kilometers. Uh, so the 60-kilometer race was won among the women by Ruth Croft, who dominated the race and finished in 5 hours 26th. 5 hours 26 minutes. She was just three minutes back from the course record that has stood uh, since 20, 2003. Um, Nancy Yang, again, an athlete that is coached by Jonathan Wyatt, also from New Zealand, was second in 5 hours 53. And Katie Morgan from Australia was third in 6 hours 6 minutes. In the men's race, Daniel Johns from New Zealand won for the fourth year straight and they finished in 4 hours 37. Second and third place was were David Honschmidt from New Zealand and Andy Good also from New Zealand who finished in 4 4 hour 56 and 5 hour 05. In the Luxmore Grand, uh 27 kilometer race out and back from the start line to the Luxmore Hut, Kathleen Fielder from New Zealand, won in two hours, seven minutes. Kathleen uh, was uh, at the Golden Trail World Series final last year. She's also um, the girlfriend of the very famous uh, cyclist, um, Sam Bennett. <laughs> so I think it's a it's sort of cool story to share. Uh, second place was Sarah Douglas in the same race in two hours, 16. And third was Fiona Love. While... In the men's race, uh, looks more grand. Daniel Belchin from New Zealand set a new course record with a one hour 48 minute finish, just over two minutes on Jonathan Jackson, who came on in second place. And third place was a distant Richard Fox. The Bandera 100K uh, is the f was the first uh, UTMB series race of 2022. Uh, so it was a qualifying race and uh, part of the UTMB World Series. Again, the series uh, is a bit complicated with uh, you know area events, qualifying races, uh, the stones that allow you to you know get points in order to qualify for the. Um, the finals, of course, at the, the UTMB um, event in Chamonix. Anyway, for Bandera 100K, Jonathan Ria uh, won the men's race in 8 hours, 10 minutes. Uh, the race is two laps. He split 4 hours, 0-0 for the first 
first 50 kilometer lap and uh, for for our 10 for the second edging the second place finisher Tyler Fox uh, Bandera was also a golden ticket race so a race that allows the winners actually I think top three to qualify for Western States 100 and um, Jonathan and uh, Tyler both accepted their golden tickets entries for Western States. In the women's race, Marianne Hogan from Canada won in 9 hours 17 minutes. And uh, Ellie Pell was ahead of Leah Jingling in the race, uh, 9 hours 49 to 10 hours 05. And they also accepted uh, their golden ticket races. I mean, uh, Marianne Hogan and Ellie Pell. Um, so we're going to see them at West States 100. Terwera, I've, also, I've already mentioned it. Uh, it's canceled. It was going to be next month on, uh, I think, uh, February the 12th. But it's not going to happen. Other uh, results that I think are really worth mentioning. Uh, so this is not strictly related to trail running, but really got me fired up last uh, last week. Uh, yeah, it was yeah two weeks ago. Uh, the American marathon record. So Cara D'Amato broke Dina Castor's marathon record, who that stood since London. 20, uh, sorry, 2006. Uh, she, Dina ran 2 hour 19 minutes, 36 seconds. And Kara uh, battered the record with uh, a 2 hour 19 minutes, 12 seconds result at Houston Marathon. Kara is just an amazing human being. I love following her journey uh, to running. I love following her social media. For those who don't know, she's 37 years old. She ran through college, but then she like stopped for seven years uh, from 2009 to 2016. She stopped running and she restarted in 2017 after giving birth to two children. And in 2017, she ran her first marathon and she finished in three hours, 40 minutes. So she was able to improve by 55 minutes in five years, <laughs> um, actually four years right later. So in 2021, she ran two hours, 22. She signed at 35 years old, her first professional athlete contract with Nike. And last weekend, she delivered the performance of her life. It was just a memorable race. Um, after the race, she said, anything is possible. With the Pacers, we went out at American record pace. And I really believed in my heart and in my legs, in my soul and in my brain, that I was capable of breaking the American record today. It never felt that good, but I just tried to hang in there. There is a really cool episode of Cities Mag podcast that I always listen to. Uh, that uh, they interview Kara. There is also another uh, great podcast by Let's Run.com where Dina Castor, the previous uh, marathon, American marathon record holder, and Kara uh, chat um, about uh, you know their experience and uh, their their stories, their records. And I think, uh, I mean, it's just a really cool story. And uh, for those of you who are interested, go check it out, uh, listen to it, uh, get inspired. Houston was uh, really important also for another great result because Sarah Hall took off 10 seconds from the half marathon record, breaking the time of 1 hour, 7 minutes, 25 seconds, that was set by, by Molly Huddle in 2018. And this was also a very cool story because Sarah, uh, whose husband is Ryan Hall, broke the same half marathon record 15 years later than her husband, uh, Ryan Hall, who is a legend of American distance running and won the race, um, setting the American record with uh, 59.37, if I'm uh, not wrong. 
So her words after the victory. I thought it would be a real, really special to do it today, with it being 15 years since Ryan set the record at, um, at the 30-year-old. Um, that day changed our life forever. It launched his, his career, and our lives were never the same after that day. 15 years later, to be able to do that, is also, it also shows the story of our careers. For him, it just knocked it out of the park from the beginning. And then, for me, it has taken 50 years of grinding and persevering to get to this point. So I think both stories uh, from Sarah and from Kara show that it's not easy. Like, it may come after many, many years. The performance of, uh, of an athlete is never something that is going to be easy. Uh, it takes a lot of hard work, a lot of patience, a lot of grinding and persevering, like uh, Sarah said. But eventually, um, their moment came, and they were ready, and they just hanged in there, because even Kara, uh, she clearly told uh, Sidious Mag in the podcast that that day she was not feeling super, super well, but you know, she was focused, she was, she didn't lost her belief, um, she just hang in there, she believed she could do it, and then she eventually did it, uh, I think it's a, it's a really cool story, I was super inspired by these two performances, part of it is because uh, I love uh, marathons, I love road running, uh, I come from road running, and I still do uh, a lot of road races, especially in wintertime. Last year I ran a marathon. I ran uh, 2 hours 16. Uh, so I'm like, it always inspires me when uh, great athletes set great performances. Uh, good news for the ultra running world. So the 12 hour world record was broken over the past month because Alexander Sorokin from Lithuania smashed the 11-hour marks for the 100-miler and also set the new 12-hour world record. He ran on a flat 1,460-meter park course and in his uh, incredible run, Sorokin uh, battered the 100-mile world record with the 10-hour 51 minute, improving from his former 11-hour 14 minutes record. So it's a jaw-dropping 23 minutes uh, improvement. Then he kept going for the full 12 hours, and in 12 hours he was able to run 110.24 miles, and that also better his former world record of 105.82 miles. Srokin also holds the 24-hour world record, uh, which I think he beat last year, and is an absolute beast. He's just been absolutely amazing over the last couple of years. So for people who are interested in this segment of racing, uh, ultra running on the road, which is uh, probably a little bit less popular than ultra running on trails. But again, I think it was a performance that is worth mentioning. So again, that was all for... Uh, the main events that uh, happened during this past month. Um, I think January is a very important month for athletes because it's the month where when they usually announce new sponsorships, new projects. Uh, you know, there is always a little bit of buzz on social media because there is this athlete leaving this brand. There is. Uh, another athlete announcing a new partnership, a new collaboration. So, of course, January 2022 was uh, uh, a little bit similar as, uh, every, as it happens every year. I'm going to start with uh, what I think is um, a really cool project and collaboration because uh, Dylan Bowman and Hilary Allen are leaving their longtime sponsor, The North Face. Dylan has announced on his social media channels and also on his podcast, Free Trail Podcast, that he is going to embark on a new adventure with Speedland. So Speedland is 
an, an industry, a uh, new brand in trail running, uh, whose aim is simply, as they put it on their website, to build the best trail running shoes uh, in the world. So Speedland is a leading trail running brand with lasting quality and high-performance all-terrain footwear. Their vision um, is brought by the two co-founders, Dave Dombro and Kevin Fallon, who have worked before with Nike, Puma, and Under Armour. So they've brought their expertise and experience uh, over to Speedland, and they've started their own project. And uh, I think Dylan is going to be their number one ambassador and sponsored athletes. Um, I think it's um, you know it's a really cool project because it's not like Dylan moved on to uh, another big brand, big established brand, but he wanted to be uh, you know part of this project and uh, helping to grow um, Speedland, um, which uh, is um, is a project that is a little bit different from all other companies and sponsorships. Um, Speedland is also going to be the title sponsor of the Free Trail Podcast and also the main sponsor of uh, the Gorge Waterfall 50 and 100k race, uh, which is also organized by Free Trail uh, and Dylan Bowman. Um, so, I mean, it's a full package uh, of uh, sponsorship, um, really cool project, very cool collaboration. I suggest I suggest listening to the Free Trail Podcast episode with Dylan announcing uh, this project where uh, he talks with the two Speedland co-founders and he goes over the details and uh, about the, the shoes, which uh, it's, uh, it's really interesting, and uh, uh, the details of their collaboration. I mentioned before that Hillary Allen is leaving the North Face, and today, actually, she announced that she's going to run for Brooks. Um, so she's going to run for the uh, U.S. company. Um, I think it's based in uh, Washington, um, if I remember correctly, Seattle. Um, so she announced her partnership with Brooks with an Instagram post. Uh, she said she's excited to run for a company whose core is running community and enjoying the process along the way. Uh, Hillary has um, always a smile on her face. She is uh, a really uh, fun person, a really strong athlete. Looking forward to uh, discovering what she does with Brooks. Um, And yeah, and um, regarding Brooks, I think the Brooks Trail team is also making big moves over here in Europe uh, because there were a few announcements by athletes over this past week, um, both in France and in Italy. And I think the project is also involving Spain. Um, so these three countries are going to build um, a national Brook Trail team. Uh, that of course is going to also race in internationally, internationally, and the goal is to grow young athletes because a lot of athletes are uh, are really young and new to the sport. Um, it's great to see a brand like Brooks uh, investing in a sport and supporting young athletes that can be the next stars, the next stars in the future. Um, for example, Nico Martin, a very strong French trail runner, he's been on the podium of CCC. He's, uh, he was the former winner of OCC. He's made the top five at World Trail Running Championship. He's a pillar of the French trail running team. Uh, he has announced the new, his new partnership. He left his old sponsor, Huka, to run with Brooks starting from this year. With Nico, I think there were another five or six uh, young athletes uh, on the Brooks Trail team. And uh, a similar project is going to start in Italy, where Alberto Vender and Daniel Pattis, two young athletes that are 
more focused in the in the mountain running uh, events. Uh, they've just announced their collaboration with Brooks this week, and uh, I think um, a few new athletes will also announce the collaboration um, in the coming days. Um, so again, it's nice to see that uh, brands are investing, and um, I think the fact that uh, you know. Um, Companies are investing in trail teams that are not and not just in individual athletes is important because it helps um, building the sense of a team of a story of a project behind which you know as a sponsored athlete for example I feel it's it's very important and uh, you feel part of the of a bigger project and uh, it motivates you to to run better to train better. Uh, it keeps uh, high the excitement. Regarding sponsorship uh, and regarding the sponsor I run for, that is Nike, there was a huge news which I'm super excited about because my great friend and the rising star of 2021, I think uh, pretty much... Uh, all the trail running community agreed that uh, the um, that Ninka Brinkman was the rising star in trail running in 2021. She just had an incredible season, uh, an, in an incredible debut at Sierra She was second behind Mod, setting the um, all the second second best time ever at the race. And uh, I mean, Sierra has seen so many champions on its trails. So Ninke just did something really amazing in that race. She won the Zermatt Marathon with course record. She won Skyruin with course record. She was second in the Golden Trail Series final and she was second in the overall ranking of the Golden Trail Series. Ninke closed the deal with Nike. So she's going to join Nike trail team uh, with me Francesco and also Cesare Maestri from Italy, another great friend of mine. Uh, so I think it's uh, really good news for Nike. I hope the team is going to expand even more. It's super nice to have a girl in our team, and uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a uh, it's great that the Nike Trail team is, you know, it's uh, is being uh, supported and is growing over here in Europe. Uh, like uh, it has in the U.S. Also, I think a really important uh, big announcement was uh, Ninke also joining NN running team, which is arguably the best road running team in the world. Uh, for those who don't know, is the team that Eliud Kipchoge, Geoffrey Kamerer, Joshua Cheptegei, Julian Banderas run for. And Ninke, uh, I think she signed a deal with them for the marathon because she is also a super fast track and road runner. Uh, last year she ran 2 hour 26 in her marathon debut. So for sure she caught the attention of NN running team. And um, I mean, it was one of the best results for an, a European runner in the marathon. And I think her versatility is amazing. Um, I don't think there are other trail runners capable of such performances on the road and uh, such a high level on the trails. So it's uh, it's really, really cool. It's, it's very important for our world that uh, this contamination is happening. And who knows, maybe the NN running team uh, will be a model for new trail running teams or maybe the NN running team is planning to expand towards the trail running world. I don't know. Um, I would like to have Nink on, on his podcast, and uh, we will definitely plan an episode very, very soon. Final news regarding sponsorship. Uh, of course, we learned that Kylian Journet uh, is leaving Salomon. He announced uh, that uh, he's going to end his partnership with the French brand uh, at the end of uh, 2021. We 
still don't know where he's going to to go if he's going to start his own project his own company his own brand or if he will just run for another company but uh, the news for this month is that Emily Forsberg his wife is also living salmon uh, she announced it with an Instagram post saying saying thank you to the salmon family to everyone that has worked with her uh, from, uh, you know, product developers, team managers at Salomon for the, the support for the great years. She's truly been an icon for our sport, a huge ambassador for Salomon and for trail running in general. Uh, I think this uh, can be uh, said for Killian and for Emily both. Uh, they're probably the best ambassador of our sports. And, uh, you know, it doesn't happen very often that an athlete has such a big impact on the sport, on the community, and uh, on the, yeah, on the overall community. So I felt that this is uh, an important news to share, and I really cannot wait to see where uh, Killian and Emily will go. The super popular ultra running magazine announced the 2022, sorry, the 2021 ultra runners of the year uh, with uh, articles and Instagram posts. So the number one ultra runners of 2021 were crowned Jim Walmsley and Courtney DeWalter. Jim, thanks to his third Western State victory in a row, is uh, near nearly 100k world record on the road which he missed by a handful of seconds back one year ago in phoenix and it also is a ultra trail of cape town win in uh, i think it was uh, november 2021 courtney uh, also had a, an amazing year with uh, a win at utmb with course record uh, top 10 overall she was just amazing, which and also that performance earned from uh, <laughs> I think um, many point of view the performance of the year. Um, she won uh, the Ultra Trail of Cape Town also, and that those two performances earned the uh, Ultra Trail Runner of the Year 2021 crown. On the podium with them, there were Nick Curry, 24, from Phoenix, Arizona, and Arlen Gleek from Ohio, uh, for the men. And Annie Hughes, 23, from Leadville, Colorado, and Brittany Peterson, 35, from Pocatello, Idaho. I think it's worth mentioning the top 10 because it included athletes like Tyler Green, Harvey Lewis, Anthony Costales, Aiden Hawks, David Sinclair, Jeff Browning, and also Adam Peterman, who was ranked ninth. And in my opinion, he deserved a better place. Uh, Adam uh, was really a rising star of uh, 2021 among the men. Uh, he set the record at Speed Goat, which is no joke. It was held by Jim Wamsley. Uh, he really, really had a, an amazing year. Uh, I suggest you go listen to the podcast he did with uh, Free Trail and Dylan Bowman. Uh, he's surely an athlete to keep an eye on. Very interesting perspective. And uh, among the women, the top 10 was made by Sarah Cummings, Sabrina Stanley, Katie Sheed, Abby Hall, Katy Ashmuth, and Eddie Bracey. This was the Ultra Runners of the Year by Ultra Running Magazine. Let's finish with uh, a few news uh, regarding projects, announcements, uh, exciting things happening in the trail running world. Jean Wamsley and Jennifer Brezzo uh, announced that they're getting engaged. Uh, they announced it uh, on an Instagram post in early January. So best wishes to them, to great trail runners uh, and also friends of mine. Um, Another great news, Footprint, Footprint Running Camp applications are open for July 21st 
24th to 31st, 2022 in Silverton, Colorado. Uh, Footprint Running Camp is a company that was founded by my friend Dakota Jones and Footprints Running uh, aims to organize camp to develop leaders in climate action. So actually Footprints combines uh, trail running with environmental education and action. Basically, um, what they do at Footprints uh, is that they organize this week of trail running camp for ideally young athletes, young um, people who are motivated to work as an environmental activist. And uh, Footprint invites experts from the field of land management, environmental science, and uh, just all science fields to educate uh, the campers on many issues that are facing the landscape and climate. And then they apply those lessons to tangible projects um, in their communities. So basically, um, people who sign up to these camps, they may want to solve an environmental problem in their community. And uh, they so they, they can just sign up. There are also scholarships that are um, many options to, to sign up. I suggest you check out the runfootprints.com website or just DM Dakota Jones for further information. Uh, it's a really cool project that this year will happen in uh, Silverton in July 2022 in Colorado. And the plan is also to bring it, bring it to Europe because I'm actually collaborating with Dakota Pascal Egli and uh, Hilary Gorardi to organize a camp over here in Europe. Uh, we wanted to do it in uh, summer 2022, um, but unfortunately things got a bit difficult. Uh, again, this is mostly due to the pandemic, but we are also um, lacking some resources. Uh, we don't have, uh, we haven't found many sponsors um, and uh, Financially, it's quite expensive to organize a camp like uh, like this. So, um, what you can do is uh, support the project. For for example, share the word, and if you want to support or just uh, if you know someone that would be interested in supporting footprints, uh, reach out because you know uh, this podcast is also a place to create connections. So. I think uh, it's really worth mention, worth uh, mentioning this uh, this great project by Dakota Jones, who is also living Salmon. Uh, I forgot to mention that. Uh, can't wait what uh, what he's going to do. Uh, always a super strong athlete, super inspiring, super interesting to follow. Not only because of his results, but also because of his uh, great project and uh, environmental action. To finish this episode of the podcast, I want to cover uh, interesting articles and podcasts that I've listened to this month. Uh, first, let's start from uh, our own podcast, Running Long, brought to you by Vert. Um, we talked about how to plan your trail running season. You will find the first episode of 2022. Um, we had a great chat with uh, Moy and Max, who are with me, the two coaches for Vert, and uh, we shared some tips and uh, helpful, hopefully helpful information uh, and uh, some, you know, inspiration on how to plan your trail running season in a sustainable and successful way. Then we published a great interview with Ruth Croft, who we actually recorded last year, and she was coming from a really, really big year uh, where she finished second at Western State. She won Tarawera Ultra Marathon, and she also won Le Templier at the end of her trail running season. And then we launched our first podcast that we called Nutrition Talks um, in collaboration with On Pace Wellness, and we talked about um, how to have um, a balanced nutrition, uh, how to plan sustainable 
hearty, healthy meals? And what does it mean for an athlete to have a balanced nutrition? Uh, these episodes about nutrition are going to come out once a month. Uh, we have already recorded new episodes with Wilfredo. And uh, we also encourage you listeners to send us questions and curiosities and topics that uh, you would like to talk about related to nutrition. Right now, I can anticipate to you that we are going to talk about um, how to like how and what to eat before and during a race or a long run. And we are going to record another podcast about um, nutrition choices that improve our recovery after training. So in order, of course, in order to train better, uh, we need to recover faster and recover better. So nutrition can give us a great help uh, on this side. I've also listened to other podcasts uh, that cover the trail running scene. One that I really like is the uh, Trail Society that is um, hosted by Kelly Henninger, Corinne Malcolm, and Hilary Allen, uh, three great athletes and uh, also content creators in our sport, speakers, and just more than more than just athletes actually. Uh, in particular, there is one episode that uh, I found very interesting where they talk about uh, contract season, uh, the professionalization of the sport, discrepancy in female sport, and how to monitor training and use metrics to improve um, our training, basically how to train better how to take advantage of Strava, for example, to, to plan our training, to stay motivated, uh, also during a period of injury, like uh, I am at the moment. Um, I found it very interesting, uh, a lot of good insight and information, and I loved how they value um, the same, um, the ultra-running scene and the sub-ultra, that is often, I feel that is often a little bit neglected and uh, not highlighted enough. Then another podcast that I follow on a weekly basis is the Single Track Podcast. Uh, there is a great episode with Danny Moreno, who is a friend of mine. She lives in Mammoth Lakes, uh, United States. Um, she talks about um, her, her running career, uh, during college, and then how she basically successfully moved uh, to the trails and to the mountain running board. Uh, she talks about her partnership with Hoka and Rapid. She talks about her experience at the Golden Tour Series. Uh, so I really suggest listening to that if you're interested in this uh, segment of racing. She talks about the trail running scene in the United States compared to the one over in Europe. And she shares her thoughts on increasing female particip participation and uh, mentoring the next generation of elite female athletes in our sport. Finally, uh, another great episode with Corinne Malcolm, uh, who, again, as I said, she he is a host of Trail Society. Uh, in this podcast, um, she speaks with uh, um, Finn Melanson, who is the host of Single Track Podcast. They basically talk about growth in our sport, the professionalization, uh, the fact that uh, brands are investing and uh, are willing to support more athletes. Um, but at the same time, it's difficult for these athletes to understand their value in front of a brand. And um, they also talk about the possibility that uh, trail running teams are going to develop uh, the, you know, the the scene seems quite ready uh, for a trail running team, a truly professional trail running team, for example, with the model of the Borrowman Track Club or the uh, Team Elite, for example. Um, so 
it's something that I personally would really like to see in trail and ultra running as well. They also talk about some coaching and uh, science topics um, related to training, racing frequency, off-season, and they also talk about how Corinne got involved uh, on the media side of the sport because she's also doing commentaries of races, uh, race coverage, she writes for Iron Far, she does podcasting. Um, she's just a great ambassador for our sport and she talks a little bit of how she got into that, basically. Um, to close this, um, um, this episode, um, I would like to talk a little bit about what happened inside Vert. So we're actually growing at a fast pace and we're looking for new people to, to join our team. So we sent out a few... Um, job uh, interviews and um, we posted about um, some jobs that uh, people can respond and uh, they can help us and they can, they can respond so that uh, hopefully they will become part of our team. We also uh, launched a new plan that is called Couch to Trails. So for people who are who want to get started in trail running is a, is a great opportunity to find some um, uh, tips and motivation and structuring their training to basically uh, start trail running because a lot of people are already used to it and for us it's easy to understand uh, how to run on trails, um, how are we supposed to train, how much strength training, how much cross training, how many workouts per week and stuff. For someone who's just getting started uh, this topic is not uh, always simple. Um, the information is not always um, easily accessible. So we thought um, it could be something that people can find useful. And finally, I would like to ask you about tips, uh, topics, uh, just anything that you would like us to mention in our podcast. Uh, again, this is an experiment. I try to talk about what I found interesting, what has inspired me uh, in the trail running scene. If there is something that we can improve, that we can talk about, that we can touch uh, people that we can interview, I really appreciate if you reach out and uh, send us some feedback because that's super useful for us. Also, I would appreciate if you rate our podcast in Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That helps people uh, finding it more easily. And of course, we are happy if you share it on social media to make it even more popular. Thank you for following us today. And until next time, run well and enjoy the trails. Bye, guys.